What's up, everybody? It's your boy Versa here uh, on another episode of Here to Tell. Today I'm coming to you actually from a very um, extroverted perspective. There's a lot of conversations going around right now about hobbies and passions and uh, just different things that you can do in your downtime to help uh, pass the time to work the other side of your brain because we all know that us males only use about, well, people in general typically only use about 60% of their brain, but males specifically, we only use about uh, 25% of the uh, left uh, lobe um, on the the more, the less dominant side. Uh, we tend to use the right side, which is stems um, and creates uh, the uh, strength membranes and the memory. Um, but uh, I digress. Um, today is uh, the first day of the week and uh, everyone always, it, a lot of people always talk about, you know, oh, Mondays are the old, the old dreaded day, you know, the the day where the coffee just doesn't never seem to kick in. Uh, if you start off your your week or your day or your morning with things or an activity or something that really gets your, your juices pumping, your blood flowing well, I've noticed that you have a uh, you've set yourself up for a pretty good day, whether that's like a morning jog or 50 push-ups or uh, any type of physical activity that involves sweating, i.e. basketball, the sauna, sex, whatever your conviction is, um, starting off your day with some type of spicy routine can be uh, very beneficial for the rest of your day. Now, you might be wondering, well, why is it that there's so much emphasis on that first day of the week? <clears throat> because when you think about it, at the beginning of the week, you usually set out a couple of minor goals or maybe major goals. But you have a lot of things that you're looking forward to accomplishing during that week. So as you're setting up your week, um, to kind of get a better picture, paint a picture of exactly what is going to be achieved and um, what's going to be a priority, you should definitely always set in there times for when you're going to have downtime. Now, if you're the type of person like me, where you're usually constantly doing something, um, scheduling those moments of downtime isn't necessarily the easiest thing. So you you got to be disciplined and it takes strong discipline to be consistent with these um, with these plans of downtime and these patterns. So I think if if you guys are able to tap into uh, the actual planning, game planning for your week of those downtime activities, that's the first part. Now, the second part is figuring out what those activities are. Um, you know, if you have a nine to five that is uh, demanding you know, the better half of 10 hours of your day, you know, you get into work at 7 a.m., 7, 15 a.m., and you don't leave until 6.30, 6.45. Well, you really only got about four or five hours to really kind of do the things you need to do. So maybe you tweak around, you break those things up, you do one or two activities in the evening, and you do one in the morning um, to balance it out. Because honestly, by the time you get off work at 7, 
if you're even somewhat normal, you're probably going to be pooped. You're going to be burnt out. You're not really going to want to do much but shower, eat, maybe have a cocktail or a glass of wine, or if you're smart, get a workout in or do one of those downtime activities. So when you get off work, it pays to know what you're already going to be doing. And not only that, that you stick to it and you leave work at an hour and a, a time that allows you to achieve that, that goal that you set out to make. Personally, when I get off work, I, I go straight to the gym. <clears throat> I don't waste a lot of time. I don't, I don't, I don't do the small talk when I get off work. My, my, <laughs> but when I know I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm out and I'm headed straight to the gym to get it in for about an hour, hour and a half sometimes. And then it's time to start the activities. I know that I base everything around the gym. And if I don't go to the gym, I know ahead of time. The key is it's consistent patterns. And again, I got to overemphasize how important it is to be disciplined here. Anybody can go out and say, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z today. Or I'm going to, I'm going to go out and I'm not going to go to the gym today. I'm going to replace it with, you know, writing it, writing in my journal, or I'm not going to write in my journal today. I'm going to replace it with putting together a puzzle. Okay. You can say that, but how are you going to ensure that you are constantly achieving that on a consistent daily basis? You're just going to remember it just, you know, just off the top of your head. No, you're not. The amount of things that go through your head on a daily basis due to your heavily, heavily draining or maybe not even draining, just mentally daunting work is not going to allow you to remember every single thing like that. You have to write it down. You have to write it down. You have to send a reminder to yourself. You have to have a visual representation to make sure that something or someone is holding you accountable. And I was like, well, I hold myself accountable. Yeah, well, it's not working. <laughs> you got to realize that, again, distractions are all around us. We check our phones at least a thousand times a day. And the amount of information that we're receiving from in our receptors from these Instagrams and the LinkedIn's and Twitter's and Facebook and Snapchat. And the list goes on the amount of information. And sometimes a lot of times pointless and meaningless information is, is, is just, uh, it's astronomical. It's a lot of information that we're receiving on a constant basis that is irrelevant. So, you really got to be mindful of the, 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 the extra things that you do to really set yourself up. So I'll give you a few different things that you can do. One, you can write these down on um, in a journal somewhere that you look at daily, like an agenda, like a planner. You can write these down in a daily planner. OK, that's the first thing you can do. What that's going to do is going to enable you to have a lot of detail in um, from what you're doing to what you want to do to setting the data around it, okay? You can get very vivid and creative with that. The second thing you can do is um, probably one of the best ones is you can um, send a reminder on your phone using either your calendar. Um, there's multiple apps that will, <clears throat> excuse me, actually help to 
satisfy that reminder need, um, such as Google Calendar and things like that. Um, that'll just make it that much more easier for you to stay on top of the, the items that you set up to do, um, which is similar to writing it down, except for we know how much time we spend on our phones and less time that we spend on literature. Uh, another thing that you can do is you can actually um, put sticky notes in your car. I know you're probably thinking to yourself, why the heck would I use a sticky note? Sticky notes are going to get all over my dashboard. You know, they're going to be all over my, my steering column. Okay. Again, what's the theme of this episode so far? Discipline, 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 discipline. Write down the item that you're supposed to set out to do that day on a sticky note and stick it on your column or your, your horn your transmission. So when you get back in the car at when it's time to go to work, or if you take a lunch offsite, put the sticky note in your car at lunch. So, you know, when you get back in your car, when it's time to go home, you see it there. You have to be persistent with yourself. This is, this is a subconscious challenge for you. Um, people out there that think that it's not going to work or you've tried it or, you gotta, you gotta shake the pessimistic mentality because I'm gonna tell you right now that the pessimistic mentality is going to hinder you from proceeding forward. Do you think that Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith and Jerome Bettis and all these great running backs um, were carving up and breaking these records in these yardage um, by getting stopped on second and third down and just not able to get over the hump and realize, you know what? I got another set of downs on the next, when we get that next possession and I'm getting that first down and some more, they, they, they persevered and they pushed through. They would never be as great as they were if they just said, Oh dang, well, they've stopped me two two out of the four possessions. Maybe they should bring in the fullback. Maybe they should pass the ball. Maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I should just, you know, be a, be a, a receiver option instead of a running back. No, that is, that's not the mentality of greatness. That's not the mentality of persistence. That's not the mentality of consistency. And that's definitely not the mentality of someone that's disciplined in their craft. Um, another thing that you can do, though, is um, you can actually uh, send, a, send yourself um, a text message. I've learned that sending yourself a text message does a couple things. One, when you send yourself a text message, you get it right away and you don't open it. So it always looks like an unopened text. Text messages are like little, little, little gifts, if you will. When you get one, they're nice. It's like, oh, text message. I got a message. Someone likes me. Someone wants to talk to me. Someone cares that I'm alive. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really far and extreme, right? Of um, how significant a text message is. However, it's still a big deal to receive a message from somebody across the airwaves. So when you send it to yourself, it's not significant in the sense of, oh, I like that. But it's significant in the, in the sense of it shows symbolism for something new that hasn't been done. If you received 10 text messages a day and you didn't respond to any of those text messages that day, what do you think will happen? <laughs> I can tell you what happened. People will be like, well, dang, what the heck is wrong with Versa? Why ain't he responding to my text? 
is Versa okay? Is everything all right? I probably will start getting calls. 10 text messages is, a, is quite a significant amount. So you put that into perspective. You got 10 text messages coming in from various people, right? And you don't open none of those text messages for that whole day. They send them all to you before 9 o'clock in the morning. By 9 o'clock at night, if you haven't responded, you're going to hear about it in some way, shape, or form. And if not from all 10, I would, I would, I would strongly argue that it's going to be at least half, 50%, 5 out of 10. I'm bet, I'll bet you. Test it out and report back to me and let me know what your results are because I already know the answer. That visual representation to show that you have an unopened message is very powerful. It's very significant. So sending yourself a text message just to bring it all back is going to have a lot of weight. It's going to have a lot of um, good things that are going to come out of that because it's it's an incomplete task. And again, this is all about personal challenge and what? Discipline. If you send yourself a text message and you automatically open it, then you're defeating the purpose. So have some, have some accountability, have some maturity, and don't open the text message and just see what it does. So I would say those are a few things that someone can do to help help them game plan um, and to make sure that they set, the, set themselves up to be able to um, come back to that game plan and refer to to achieve it. Now, the second layer of that is now figuring out what your game plan is um, or your hobby or that or that thing that you want to do in your downtime. And again, this all comes from just having a lot of extra time on someone's hands or, uh, you know, not necessarily knowing what else to do when they're done with work and maybe they want to try something new and, you know, they get off work and they just come home and go through the motions. That's fine. That's totally fine. And I do that myself. I get off work after I leave the gym sometimes and I just come straight home and I, you know, watch watch my sports, whether it's my Duke Blue Devils or um, the, the Blazers. They're hot and streaking right now. Or maybe like on a night like tomorrow, my favorite show on the whole TV right now will come on. This is us at nine o'clock. But guess what? When I get off work, I still got about three and a half hours until This Is Us comes on. So I still have so much more to achieve. So um, if you're able to figure out what it is that you're setting out to do from a prioritization standpoint, it should be even easier to figure out what it is that you want to do because you know yourself better than anybody. You know what you like and what you don't like. You know what you can handle, what you can't handle. And you know exactly where to go to get what you want to get. So you factor in all three of those points. It, it should be relatively easy to land on, I would say, two to four things that you can do in your downtime. Um, so figuring that out is, is the fun part. I'm all about innovative creativity. And, um, you know, there's a lot to be said about thinking outside the box and being able to tap into your inner Albert Einstein in moments like these and situations like this, because you end up getting beautiful results. Um, so I would say one of the best ways is to create a web. Okay. And, and a web is a, is a, is an old school traditional method of um, creative writing. I wish you guys could see visually what I'm talking about, but let me put this into a, uh, 
um, a mental image for you. So if you have a pen and paper, essentially, it, you draw a circle in the middle of the paper, a pretty big circle, not a not an oval shape, okay, not the size of ET's head, just a normal circle, and you put a word in there. Let's say the word is hobby or hobbies, plural, okay? So you put hobby or hobbies in the middle of that circle, all right? That's your topic. That's the goal that you're looking to break down and achieve for that week or that day or that month or that year or whatever, all right? Now, once you have the topic inside that web, um, you're going to start creating legs from that circle, and the legs are just going to be straight lines. You don't need to make them super long. It doesn't need to be like sun rays, but just straight lines, one line at a time. And then on, at the end of that line, you're going to create little individual baby uh, circles. Um, so example, you got hobby in the middle. You create a line going down or up or left or right, whatever. And then you draw another circle with a word in it. So what do you affiliate with a hobby? Something that you like to do. Something that exerts energy, something that um, has involves other people, something that involves working with your hands, right? So you got all these subtopics that you can choose from. Just to keep it going, I'll give you another. I'll give you a, some more answers to this one. So you got hobby in the middle, and then on the leg, on the subtopic, you have um, arts and crafts. Perfect, perfect one. It's not specific. It's very broad, but it's creative. Because when you affiliate arts and crafts, you can actually break that down and think to yourself, oh, well, there's a lot of things that go into that. You got painting, you got embroidery, you got jewelry making, you got um, puzzle, uh, putting together puzzles, you got uh, model cars, you got model airplanes, you got just a variety of things. Um, you got collages, you got... Um, Picture boards, you, you have a variety of, I would say a limitless, limitless amount, essentially, of different things that encompass arts and crafts as a subtopic. But that's just one. That's just one piece. OK, now you create another sub subtopic. You create another leg and you say activity. Oh, what do you know? A whole bunch of things come to mind when you say the word activity. You got outside, you got inside, you got um, aerobic, you got anaerobic, you got strength, you got cardio, you got coordination, you got groups. You have so many other things that come along with just the word activity. So you can choose basketball, you can choose, um, you know, you can choose jogging, you can choose cycling, you can choose uh, taekwondo, you can choose punching bag, you can choose walking around the block. You can choose walking up and down your hill. You can literally choose anything that involves activity. It doesn't even need to be fitness related. Um, you can choose driving around your car, just going to one place, uh, one place randomly that you, or one part of town that you've never been in and just seeing what's around in that neighborhood and then mark it off and then go to a different area. Just an activity, something to do. Again, this is thinking outside the box. This is creating, letting your creative juices flow to achieve different things, to get the most out of your week and your day, hopefully, or your day and your week, I should say. So then you just keep going from there. These are all hobbies. And, you know, if you think about it, hobby is, um, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting word. Um, it, you know, the slang version, the, the slang, um, 
definition of hobby is essentially uh, something that you do over and over again um, for fun, right? But the proper definition is an activity or interest pursued for pleasure or relaxation and not as a main occupation. So your main occupation would be you're a professional recruiter, you're a physician recruiter, you're a, uh, shoot, you're a neurosurgeon, you're a pilot. That is your occupation. Your hobby is what you do on the side that doesn't necessarily involve money. And you don't even really need to be good at it. You can suck. In fact, you can be horrible. But the fact that it's yours and you do it consistently and you're interested in it and you own it and no one else can take it from you because you created it, you found it, and you're persistent with it, it's yours. It's a hobby. Now, you can probably guess when you do something over and over and over and over again, it's repetition and it's practice. Practice doesn't make perfect, though. Perfect practice makes perfect. So if you're actually taking the time in your hobby, obviously, and you're learning it, you're going to get good at it naturally. Unless you're doing something that is completely out of the norm that you know dang well you shouldn't be doing. Like, I don't know. Let's say I'm, let's say I'm like abnormally short, right? <laughs> like I'm like four, four, nine. And this is not taking a shot. I'm just painting the picture. Let's say you're like a four foot nine and your hobby <laughs> uh, and your hobby happens to be um, picking apples. You're going to have a tough time picking apples, standing on your two feet. It's going to get expensive because you're going to need a couple things, probably stilts in your shoes or a stepladder um, or someone to boost you up to be able to reach the apples. It could be a, a fairly dangerous, maybe expensive, and maybe embarrassing hobby. Okay? But I want to pick on just the short people. Let's say that you're seven foot 11, all right? And you got a hobby of, um, you got a hobby of, of, of going into uh, <clears throat> underground, underground tours in Portland. That ain't happening. Because them underground tours have a ceiling cap usually of about six feet five, sometimes seven feet. But I've been on tours that I'm I'm six one and a half and I have to kneel down and crouch on some of these underground tours. And if that's your hobby, well, guess what? You SOL. It's not happening. So you, you got to make sure that you're within reason with your hobbies and uh taking the time to be actually smart and methodical about what you're doing and, and make sure it's realistic. Um, but I digress. So with all that being said, um, you actually have to put in the proper time and energy and effort into the hobbies that you're pursuing. Um, if you don't get good at them, that doesn't mean that you get discouraged. Just again, persist, right? So if you, if you think about your week in advance and you, you, you challenge yourself to, to clearly get a couple of things out on a visual representation, um, you can be amazed at the results. Personally, I have several hobbies that I want to do. I'm doing one of them right now. I'm talking to you guys. Podcast, Here to Tell. 
versa. And honestly, the episodes have been, um, I'll, I'll say the timing of some of these episodes has been different. Um, I have changed careers, as I mentioned to you guys um, last week or a couple of weeks back. And that has brought on um, some some very new challenges and the timing of my weeks and, and the time frame of my work weeks um, has um, I've had to kind of realign balance wise um, and priority priority wise uh, what I want to set out to achieve on a daily and a weekly basis. So I know what that looks like now, though, and it's taken me a couple of weeks to figure it out. But now I have a, a clear set mind, a clear set goal of what I want to do and how I'm going to go about it um, uh, you know, step by step. <clears throat> so I say that because I'm living proof um, as of right now exactly of what I've been talking to you guys about. Um, and there's a lot of um, I, I don't I didn't just make these up. Okay, this is not coming from versus mind and versus bag of tricks. Um, this is coming from uh, reading uh, different passageways and different books in the past that um, I've actually kind of picked up on, like um, the book "The Power of Decision" um, and the the Art of Persuasion. So these are different concepts and, and theories and, and principles that a lot of these books had. And I just kind of, uh, I guess, transcended them and kind of created them and maybe altered them a little bit and made them my own to achieve what I wanted to achieve. But that's that's what books are for, right? Knowledge is power. Um, on another note, there's uh, an extra piece here that I do want to also share. And that's that um, time is precious and it's, it's really valuable. Obviously, I think we all know that. Um, so be deliberate and be purposeful with your time and also be, be selfish with it. And I don't mean, you know, swerve everybody and, and tell people you're going to hang out with them and then hit them with the back door and, and dip on them and never hit them back up. Nah, because, you know, that'll, that'll burn bridges. That'll lose friendships. I don't mean to do that. What I mean by be selfish with your time is, along with being purposeful, is understand that, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, a lot of people these days are working, are, are at work 80% of their work week, the, the week in general, minimum. Minus Saturday and Sunday, those nine to five fivers, and I'm one of them. I go into work at about seven o'clock. I get in about seven, and I leave typically about four, four fifteen. Monday through Friday, that's that's a long time to be in one spot, right? So unless you have the the liquid financial freedom to wake up at noon and then stay up until three o'clock in the morning, and then wake up the next day at two o'clock in the afternoon. And then go to bed again at three o'clock in the morning. Unless you have that type of freedom and you're still making money, and there's very few of those, um, you have to realize that um, you have to seize and really be kind to the time that you're spending with individuals and purposeful with it because you don't want to waste it. You don't want to waste time. Um, 
because there's a lot of things in this world that um, are really kind kind of going in a direction that is not necessarily uh, we don't know where it's going. We don't know when the world's going to end or how the world's going to end. We don't have a a clock with that. But what we do know is that it will. And I say that because uh, I'm a man that believes in scripture. And so I understand um, there are some principles um, biblically that um, have stated um, that the world, uh, you know, as we know it, will have its time and, um, you know, there'll be a rapture and people will vanish and life will essentially recreate itself. So, again, that's a long winded way of saying be mindful, be purposeful and be respectful of your time with individuals because you don't know what's promised necessarily tomorrow. So it doesn't do you. It doesn't do anybody, including myself, any good to um, set up a false expectation. Um, go back on your word. Um, uh, provide information that is false. Um, be swervy. And that's a slang way of saying um, misdirectional. And that's an even more complex slang word, slang version of saying um, being, you know, being wishy-washy um, essentially. <clears throat> um, so, you know, if that's what you're doing or who you are, I guess, or, you know, if that's what you view as, if you don't view that as like significant, if it's just, Oh, that's just Versa. He'll be fine. I'll hit him back in a couple of days or that's just Versa. You know, I know I planned stuff with him a week ago or two weeks ago. He's all right. He's got other friends. If you're just, you know, that type of guy or that type of gal, you just blow people off. You're going to have to wake up eventually because someone is you're going to do some you're going to do someone wrong that you shouldn't have done wrong. And they're going to be that person that could help you over the hump. They're going to be that person that's going to dig you out of a financial financial rut. They're going to be that person that's going to have your back if all else fails and the world is against you. They're going to be that person to take you to the hospital if you're sick. And you're you're just you're just essentially just peeing on the relationship, peeing on the interaction to them. And that indirect, quiet disrespect, as I'll pull it, is is toxic and it's dangerous and it's it's even it's even more um, intolerable when it's when people are ve- or people are so naive to it, you know, in denial about it. That's what makes me sick. Um, so I I really want you guys to understand that um, you know if you ever encounter me or you meet me or you know me and you know if we set out to make plans or if I say I'm gonna call you back or I'm going to send you an email or I'm going to text you or, you know, anything along that nature. Just know that I'm going to do what I'm going to say. And I always hope to get it in return, but it doesn't turn out that way. So I've learned over time to, you know, not have my expectations too high up because people are generally wishy-washy and people are generally flakes. You can say, dang, Versa, you, you pessimistic as heck. No, you've been on this, been on this earth 30 years. I've had enough friends, different type of friends, different type of interactions, different type of interactions with strangers 
um, and family members to know what to expect, you know, but there's, there's always hope. And I will always hold on to that optimistic piece of life called hope and hope that it's always gets better. Hope that it never comes to that and hope that the people that I interact with will always understand that my heart is coming from a good intention and that I would always try to follow through on what I say and honor what I say. Um, and more importantly, cherish the time that I spend with the individuals that I spend it with um, because I am purposeful and tactful and deliberate with who I'm hanging out with, when I'm hanging out with them and what we're doing. Um, those are very important keys to me right now in my life. So um, I challenge you to, uh, uh, you know, to be mindful of those things as you go throughout your day and in your week. And hopefully you found tonight's episode um, both eye-opening, invigorating, uh, but also uplifting um, because it, there's a, there's a lot of different things out there that we can all do to challenge ourselves and make ourselves better. And that's really what I want to kind of encourage and have you guys um, really take it a part of as you listen to these episodes um, of Here to Tell. And I know it's been a long time, so hopefully you're not holding it against me. But, um, you know, definitely understand that, you know, life happens and I want to make sure that you guys get that good, solid content like like, the, like, like that good Thanksgiving meal, whether it's uh, turkey and ham and mashed potatoes or whether it's lentils, black beans, baked potatoes and uh, kale. <laughs> so uh, anyways, people, it's been real. Uh, glad you guys had me on here for another episode of Here to Tell. And again, as as usual, you can check me out on the Instagram. Um, it's the same same name as the podcast, Here to Tell, and that's H E A. Are the number two tell T E L L tell somebody something good tomorrow and tell somebody about here to tell as usual be strong get strong and stay strong peace. <laughs>